Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, Mark Lawrence is still taking a few days off. He will be back on Thursday. With me today is Peg Chamberlain. Good oh, morning. I'm so glad to be former here. Former news Joe. director here at WKOK, Proud married to, to another that. former news director here at WKOK, former Snyder County Commissioner, oh. former aide to State Senator Franklin Curry. Oh, I'm very proud of all those things, too. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and, a, and an all around nice person who hey. used to be my neighbor. He used to be your neighbor and is still your very dearest friend. <laughs> friend. Well, one of well, them. Well, I'm one of your dear friends. I just want you to know you're one of my dear friends actually. and your husband and my husband he who got me here on better get there on time you need a little bit of time it's foggy out there he it is foggy still out there bossing me around after all these years <laughs> good morning todd thank you honey it was very foggy well i'm not gonna call him honey but good morning todd if you're <laughs> uh, on the mark is brought to you by the sunbury motor company a family-owned dealership since 1915 4th street in sunbury routes 11 and 15 in hummel's wharf find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. You want to find out more about them? Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials. You can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. And Tony's our producer again this morning. Tony, good morning. Welcome morning, aboard. Morning, Tony. It was so nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, he did a great job yesterday and even pulled my chestnuts out of the fire a time or two, so... <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do, so That's he's a what good they producer. Are. So, Peg, I didn't mention the fact, but you are a Democrat. Yes, I am. And, and you voted, I would assume, for Joe Biden. Yes, I did. Do you have buyer's remorse yet? No, he's a little slow on the uptake. I can understand, you know, people have some concerns, but it was my only option. And that's where I'm going to go with that. So you didn't like Donald Trump? Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> you either do or you don't. <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. But, you know, there there have been so many issues, so many things where Joe Biden has been let's say lacking in leadership in my opinion and and I'll, I'll take Donald Trump out of the equation let's say that Earl Smith was running against Joe Biden for president and I, I wound up with Joe Biden as president I don't have anybody bad to compare him to because Earl was a decent guy instead of President Trump who was a lightning rod if you will yeah I just don't so, even say that word anymore we've eliminated it from our vocabulary <laughs> well you may have to bring it back into your vocabulary oh, no don't go there <laughs> but seriously I mean the F Afghanistan situation, uh, the fact that uh, he looks like he's not in charge when he addresses the media. Yesterday, they had a big event at the uh, White House. Um, they were talking to uh, President Biden's administration continued to show its difficult relationship with the press on Monday. Biden took calls from governors to discuss
discuss the ongoing efforts to combat rising COVID-19 cases due to the new Omicron variant. After speaking with the governors, Biden addressed the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Jeffrey Zentz, as to whether the governors had questions. He said, I want to thank the governors for their partnership, and I mean that sincerely. With that, I will turn it back over to Jeff, and I understand you guys might have some questions. Zentz then responded, good, I think we're going to clear the press out first. So there they are again. Instead of letting Joe Biden meet the press in an unfiltered fashion, they throw the press out of the room. And, and then they answer the, the questions. You know, it just gives the impression to me, and, and I'll take the politics out of it, it gives the impression to me that here's a guy who cannot face the media, that the, his handlers, and I believe they are handlers, don't want, to take, has them. don't want to take the chance that he'll say something unscripted. And yet yesterday he said something unscripted. He agreed with the Republican governor that there was no federal solution to the coronavirus and that it was a state problem and a state solution where he said the rubber meets the road. These are mixed messages, and I bet today Jen Psaki has to walk that back at her daily press briefing. What do you think? (laughs) Joe, you (laughs) gave me so much to think about so early in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that he's he's a milquetoast president to me. He he really isn't dabbling into anything that's of any great seriousness, which in a sense is a good thing. Uh, I, I, I really, I think he misspeaks. But don't you and don't I? From time to time. He misspoke something about get the vaccine so you don't spread it to other people. He misspoke. He he wanted people to get the vaccine so we will stop the spread. I think that's all he needed to say was stop the spread. And he's been in... He's been in government for so many years. I think he speaks freely and sometimes isn't completely informed. Uh, he's an older gentleman. There's no question about that. And on occasion, I will say that, you know, I that concerns me. But he is still my president, and I still support him. Even when the other president was in office, he was my president. I take, I'm, an Amer- I'm an American, and that's the way I feel about it. I'm not going to make excuses for the man. He is an older gentleman. There's no question about that. And some of our older population has trouble remembering a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but we have to depend on the people around him. And that is, you know, truly where I have gone with all of our presidents. A president is not in that office alone. Well, define an older gentleman, if you would. I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, Considering Joe Biden and I are the same age, I find it a little offensive that you call me an older gentleman. Well, Joe, do you know how old I am? <laughs> I mean, really, I'm, I'm proud to say I made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I... He he doesn't take on any strong challenges, and I'm glad. Uh, We're not at war, and I'm glad. I mean, the Afghanistan thing, we knew we were leaving. We knew we were leaving one time or another. Sure, Donald Trump wanted to get us out of there. I know you didn't want... The time came and the time went. The time came and the time went. I know he wanted to get us out of here. It was one of the only things that made me... That, that I approved of, I think. One of the few things that I approved of, I shouldn't say only, because he has, he did do things that I approved of. Got the of. vaccines. Even Joe Biden gave him credit for the vaccines. I was very proud of him. That was one of the noblest things that he has done in the past 10 years, to, well, to admit that he got the vaccines and he got the booster. He even I, got, I, I booed, got, got, got him booed by his own base. <laughs> well, you know, you can't always do the popular thing. Sometimes no, you, you have to do what's best for the for the rest, you know, and and, and uh, uh, well. But do you think he's calling the shots? Oh, yeah, I think he has a hand in that. A hand in it. A hand in it. I think everybody has a hand in it. I don't think that he ever calls the shots. He's a president. He's not our fearless, uh, he's not a king. No, but he does set the tone. He, he does determine which direction things will head in, doesn't he, in his administration? He has a cabinet for that. 
So you believe he relies on the cabinet? I believe he relies on his cabinet, his advisors, his handlers, people who speak with him. And that's important to me. That's important that other people are making some of those decisions. I think that was the only thing that gave me faith that the country wouldn't fall into ruin in the last term. I knew that there were other people managing it. But then they all started to fall, you know, like dominoes. I could concede your point that having, you know, having the president listen to his advisors is a good idea, but when does an advisor become a handler? You know, when 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 do you overmanage the guy that's supposed to be there? I mean, if if he just is somebody that gets shoved around from pillar to post, based on uh, what his staff wants him to do or what his staff believes is best for him, uh, even you know, would that qualify for a chapter in profiles and courage? <laughs> I don't think so. But you know, and he's certainly not going to be one of the outstanding presidents of history at this point in his career. I think it's interesting that he's announcing that he's going to run again. I think he's an outstanding legislator. I think he's an outstanding individual. I think he's a statesman. Well, I've, And I've, I think that's what people wanted. They I wanted wouldn't go that statesman. far. I think he's a career politician who's uh, been in Washington far too long and is so entrenched in uh, in the the way things go. The only good thing I say about him is that he has uh, some respect for the traditions of the Senate. And I think that's one of the things that's saving us from the more radical elements of your party. And Joe, didn't you just say, how long have you been in radio? Oh, let's see. I started when I was 13, and yeah. I'm 78, so a good while. Don't you think maybe you've been in the business too long? He's a, he's a career politician. You're a career yeah, I've broadcaster. Been, I've been, I've been I mean, we are career whatever we are, and we choose what we want to do in our life. Uh, I have, but don't you, you know, believe a that a political person benefits from having experience outside of politics, real life experience, real, you know, a real job uh, where you rise or fall on your own ability, not your ability to, to have a registration edge that gets you elected? That takes all kinds to make the world go round. And I'll be honest, that, ge that gentleman has really experienced many different things in his lifetime. And I think that that adds to the individual who is our president. Well, I mean, I I'll, mean, he's 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 had a lot of lifetime experiences that you and I have never shared. Well, I'll grant and, you. I mean, if it came to having a beer with somebody, I'd rather have a beer with Joe Biden than Donald Trump. You know, no argument there. He's a nice guy, um, and I think that's wonderful. But I think that you know, for him to say that he's going to run again is disingenuous. Um, you know, know given I, his, I didn't, I hadn't heard that. Given his age, yeah. Well, because otherwise, he becomes the most lame of all lame ducks. Here's a guy who's too old to run again. He's announced he's not running again. He's trying to push a trillion dollar package through the Senate and the House. He's so important. I'm I'm so I'm I'm so saddened, you know, that that we that we fell short, you know, on the packages that we we plan to keep this country moving forward with. I really was short. Uh, the gentleman that voted against it and wouldn't the Democrat that turned on him when we were trying to get that package through. Well, now, see, you think that that Democrat turned on him. I think that Democrat's saving the republic. If you're talking about Joe Manchin. Why do you say that, Joe? Well, because I personally don't think, while there are certainly laudable things in the Build Back Better plan, you know, the, that I could probably, with a little enthusiasm, support. But there are other things, and it's overwhelming in tarity. It is just too massive, and we already have inflation. They're announcing this morning, Peg, that I, I saw on the news, that they expect certain elements of the economy to go up 20% in cost starting in January of next year. We've already had 6.9% inflation this year, uh, maybe another 20% next year. You know as well as I do that you can't pump trillions 
trillions of dollars into an overheated economy and not get huge inflation. So he says it's not going to cost anybody a cent. It's fully paid for, which has been debunked. Uh, you have the, the, the potential for massive inflation that hurts everybody, poor people, rich people, even though one of your Democratic colleagues said that uh, inflation is a rich person's problem. Yeah. I, I don't know what idiot said that. I forget, but, uh, you know. He <laughs> obviously not My husband told me not to say that on the air today. What, idiot? Yeah, he said, don't say that word on the air. Oh, I'm sorry, Todd. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got her to say idiot. But, you know, seriously, th those are concerns of mine. And I think that if he, he talked about when he ran, he was going to bring everybody into the tent. He was going to be the president of the people who voted for Donald Trump and the people who voted uh, for him. But yet he hasn't really done that. He hasn't walked across the aisle. Now, maybe the Republicans are being intransigent. But, you know, I bet if they went to them and said, look, I realize this bill is massive, but what what parts of it could we agree on? And we'll scale the bill down and we'll, we'll work on the parts we can agree on now. And then we'll, we'll worry about the other ones later. Isn't that the kind of compromise? I would have preferred compromise. I don't think all or nothing works. I don't think I never thought all or nothing. It's all or nothing. I, that That's never been a a way I did business. But doesn't that doesn't he have to appease the, the disparate elements of the Democratic Party? I mean, isn't he in a like a really tough spot because he got the progressives to agree to vote on the infrastructure bill with the promise that he was going to get the Build Back Better plan passed, but he hasn't delivered on that. Well, give him time. Okay. I'm just going to give him time. Well, you're welcome to give us a call on this or other topics, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. we got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with On the Mark. Oh, I want There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. He can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan along with Peg Chamberlain. Give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. We have two lines lit up. A third one is ringing, and we're going to take those calls in the order in which they come in. Steve from Shabokin, you're on the mark this morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is more a statement, and uh, I might even contradict myself a little bit, but, you know, I sit every day with this coronavirus and China. And when I think of all the people that lost their lives in the United States, in our area, around the world, all the businesses that are suffering, uh, going out of business, and I see companies and news agencies gloss over China's involvement I see companies still making money. Now, here's where I might contradict myself. I have no problem with 
companies make their money. It's how they make money. And I'm concerned about how everything's glossed over. There's hundreds of thousands, millions of people that lost their lives. And how can we support these companies? I mean, I'm first supporting them. This is where these contradictions come in. I don't, you know, want to put anybody out of business. But we should show our displeasure with these companies and certain news organizations for glossing over the culpability of China. And I remember, this is till 20, 30 some years ago with Russia, when Russia did something, people were pouring vodka down the drains and everything. I think we should show our discomfort on what's going on just to send a message to some of these people that you might say are in bed with China. How do we do that? Well, what I do it is by uh, notifying these companies, people have to stand up and take notice. Now, I'm saying I don't want no but any big or small business to go out of business. But you know something? If certain companies' uh, stock dropped or their uh, biannual income went down and people just said you know there has to be a better way you can't be subservient to uh to someone you have to take a stand okay last time you shopped and you picked up something you thought oh i really need this you took it home and you went to take the label out and put batteries in it and you noticed it was made in china Check it well, out. no, I'm going to tell you something. There's not a thing you can buy that you think. I bought something I swear was American-made when I picked it up. It said packaged in China. <laughs> I couldn't understand how that happened. Why they ship it all no. way to China to package it. Just my point. I, I know what you're saying, and I agree, and I say I might contradict myself a little bit. But I'll tell you what. I do make at least a half-decent conscientious effort. I drank Coca-Cola. I just, I'm not saying I won't drink Coca-Cola again. Me either. I will. <laughs> and, and, and there are other things. But the point is, there should be a pause that people should show their... Uh, their Make a statement. You want a statement. Yeah. Make, I want a statement. A I want no one to go out of business. I'm not saying don't buy Chinese. I know it's almost impossible to go anywhere. But there's a difference between something that's absolutely needed and something uh, about selling jerseys and sneakers and stuff that isn't, it's a luxury, it isn't a necessity. And I'm Fair just enough. saying, you know, instead of waiting two weeks, for the coronavirus and maybe maybe we shouldn't buy nothing for two weeks to make a statement <laughs> you know, okay well you know it's uh, dave i'm sorry steve we have a, two other callers so we have to move on but thanks for your comments we really appreciate them call again i understand what you're saying dude i do okay tom you're on the mark from sunbury yeah i, I loved your uh co-host's statement that you've been on the radio too long. I agree 100%. Stop. No, Maybe I 150 don't. 150%. Joe's been my mentor, and I've been on the radio too long then, too. Uh, Joe constantly is on Joe Biden. Any, any, any Democrat, he constantly puts him down. 
and and this this guy that he that he likes, he says he doesn't like him, but he likes his policies. Was the worst thing that ever happened to this country? Don't say the name. My, my God Almighty, <laughs> he 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 uh, gave a tax cut. He gave a tax cut to all the rich people. I mean, it was a two point two trillion dollar tax cut. And Joe Biden didn't reveal it. That eighty seven percent of it went to the rich people. And Joe Biden didn't who reveal around, it. Who turned around and bought their stock back with it? And Joe Biden and didn't he reveal it. That's a good policy. And Joe Biden didn't repeal it. He didn't get rid How of it. How is Joe Biden going to repeal it? Joe Biden wasn't even in the government. Nobody is now, and he did all these now. other things. He canceled all these other things. You he's, think he's trying? He, well, right now, Joe, he is trying to to have tax cuts. I mean, he wants to raise taxes on the rich people to pay for this build back better, and they're against it, and they won't do it. Well, you know, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you can finance government on the backs of rich people entirely. I mean, we well, all have Joe, to pay. They have to pay something. Sure, no argument. The, the tax the tax laws are so bad in this country that the people with all the money are hardly paying anything, and some are paying nothing. You know, we can't change that overnight. I want you to know the tax laws are very complex. I I, I completely sympathize with the people who have to do that. Uh, yeah, me too. The tax code cannot be repealed and rewritten in, a, in even one legislative session. It would take a very, very, very long time, and I think tax reform is long overdue, and everybody comes on this program and says that, yep, tax reform is long overdue. It is long well, overdue, Joe, but we're Joe distracted, I want you to know. On, I think uh, we're distracted by a lot of other things right now, and I will use that as distraction as the reason why many... Good things have gone undone. So what is it I need to do, Tom? Joe, you need to you need to realize that this Donald Trump was the worst thing that ever happened oh, to this said country. That word. Right now <laughs> right now they're trying to investigate this nine this uh, January the sixth and he's calling people up and telling them don't testify. Well I'm that's giving wrong. you executive privilege and, and he has no right to do wrong. that. That was wrong. What, 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 what are all these people that have to hide? What are all these people, what do they have to hide if they didn't do anything wrong? Cool. Well, you see, uh, this is one of those instances, Tom, which you ignore, that, where I agree with you. I think that we should investigate January 6th, but when they appointed some Republicans to the committee, the Democrats threw them off. They wanted to appoint their own no, Republicans. No, you're wrong, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, I'm not. you're wrong. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. They, they you turned are wrong. Down. They turned down. When they down. first started this, Joe, when they first started this, they were going to have a committee with, with five Republicans or six Republicans and six Democrats. They were all going to have equal say in everything. And what happened? The Republicans voted it down. No, we're not going to let you do that. And at the time, Nancy Pelosi said, if you don't accept this, then we are going to start our own investigation. But do you and do run recall, it the way we want to run it. You do recall. And that, that is exactly what they did. You do they recall. They turned out it. They could have had equal <laughs> partnerships on the thing, and they voted it down. But you don't. You and can't, that's a fact. You can't deny that the Republicans nominated several people for the commission that does now exist, and they were turned down. Yeah. Okay. Because Jim, he wanted to put Jim Jordan on there and this other guy. 
who are involved in the insurrection. That's been proven. Well, we can't have that. They, they want to inter- they want to interview Jim Jim Jordan. He says, "No, I won't do it." I... And this other guy too. Well, they could have had and him as a member. Not gonna, they won't do it. So now they're going to have to subpoena them. They could have had Why him as a member of the committee. Why would you put somebody like no, that on a committee to investigate? You can't put Who's him on the committee if he's under investigation. I but he wasn't that. under investigation. Well, it came, didn't it? They pretty much knew. <laughs> Hey, Tom, listen, thanks. we got another caller we have to take. I'm right. sorry I've been on the thanks, air too Tom. long, but thank you for your comments. We always appreciate them. Right. that. Thank you, Tom. Okay, Stan, you get the last word on this segment of the program. Go ahead. This is Dan. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry. Morning, I said Dan. Stan on my list hey, here. Good, good morning, Peg and Joe. Uh, Peg, I have a problem with people that are Democratic, how much they hated President Trump. I don't have a hate and, bone in my body. I, it's too. And, it's too difficult to hate somebody. It takes yeah, a lot yeah, of energy. Right, right. Yeah, I dislike yeah, right. people. I, I disapprove I of your things, point, but, but I don't hate. You guys can't stand to even mention Trump's name, and he did more to bring America back <laughs> from the problems <sighs> we were in than any president in my lifetime. Oh, I'm pretty sure I heard you on the radio say that it was in history. And, you know, it, you can say all you like about people that you enjoy and like and I, approve of, and I, I can too. But right now, <clears throat> that's not where my attention is. My attention is, is turned toward the people in need in this country. And, excuse me, yeah, yeah, here, <laughs> they're in need of yeah. leadership. And Joe and I discussed Joe Biden. They're in need of a, a solution for the COVID crisis, and that's grown into and evolved into a, a major world issue again. Uh, and if you want to talk about transportation, well, that's affected by COVID because now all the flights are canceled. When you want to talk about industry, oh, that's kind of been affected because of all the people that can't come to work. Uh, let's talk about another, you know, indu- the industrial, re- well, a lot of businesses can't function because they don't have their shipping, can't get been delivered. There's a million things, and they all come back to COVID. And this program has been about COVID forever. Uh, we're going to let you call back, Dan, if you want to, right, and after the program. You. And, Sorry, and Tom, Tom too, we kind of cut Tom a little short because we wanted to get all the calls in, uh, but at least get them started. So you're welcome to call back for more time on On the Mark this morning. I'm Joe McGranahan with Peg Chamberlain. We invite you to stay tuned for the news, and after that, we'll be back with more on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm here today with Peg Chamberlain. Mark is on some days off. He'll be back with us on Thursday. On the Mark is brought to you by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company. They are a family-owned dealership, have been since 1915. Two locations, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and they have a... 
sterling presence on the internet at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for your tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. They sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars and trucks and they are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Find them on the web again at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials and build a Ford car or truck to your specifications. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. The Sunbury Motor Company since 1915. Four streets in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We'll take a quick look at the news this morning. The construction of fully accessible restrooms should take place early in 2022, according to the people behind the Everyone's Playground near Sealands Grove. Fritz Heinemann, local community leader who helped raise funds for the playground, says a recent drawing helped raise over $8,000 for the estimated $125,000 restroom and comfort station facilities. He says visitors to the playground currently have to travel some distance at Penn Township's East Snyder Park in order to use restroom facilities. A Sunbury man has been sentenced to prison on a charge of attempted homicide. The Daily Item reports the 24-year-old Ricky Pearson pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 12 to 36 years in prison for shooting Derek Witzel four times. The shooting took place in November of 2019 in the first block of Elm Street in Milton after a fight over a winter hat, according to police. Witzel told the Daily Item he is still experiencing physical pain and mental trauma following the shooting. Pearson apologized to Witzel and his family in Northumberland County Court on Monday during a sentencing hearing. Another new acting secretary of the Commonwealth has been named. Governor Wolf announced Monday his intention to name Lee Chapman as acting secretary beginning January 8th. Chapman will replace acting secretary Veronica DeGraffenreid, who will be elevated to serve in the administration as a special advisor to the governor. Chapman currently serves as executive director of Deliver My Vote, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization focused on research and education about voting by mail. That's our look at the news headlines this morning. We thank you so very much for being patient while we did that, and we have Dan back on the line, so we'll let him finish up. Oh, Go hey, ahead, Dan. Dan. Back again. Hey good, hey, good morning again. Well, Trump had everything in order. Now everything is in chaos. Everything. Not really. Not really. Not really on both of them. <laughs> not uh, really in border, chaos now, and he did not have everything in order then. Uh, you, you, you need chaos, to remember January the 6th. The price of gas doubled. Uh, Iran is ready to attack Israel. Israel knows they're alone. They don't. Ha we don't have their back anymore. Think the world's in a terrible situation in one year. I mean, the world's in a terrible situation it. every year. Every year you, you can go to any country it, in this world Ed. and find a crisis. And you cannot we blame them order. all on Joe now Biden or Donald chaos. Trump. Okay, well, the two of you obviously disagree on this. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. The world is <laughs> a big place. You tell me what's in order, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. If you can tell me how we're once much better, any better, this year and we were last year at this time. Well, we have you vaccines for COVID. Thing. We have vaccines for COVID. There's a start. Well, we had those last well, year, too. Yeah, we had those last year, but they're improving. Yeah. 
where they're improving it, treatment has improved the people have improved it, I, you know it, i've got to go there it, it all comes back but to is that. the border better no i don't oh think my it is gosh, joe i can't believe you went there no the border isn't better and i believe in secure borders but dan is saying there's chaos and i have to agree with him the border is a chaotic situation there are chaotic situations everywhere there's chaotic sh- situations in shimokin dam in penn township where we no, both we live. don't allow chaotic so yeah, exactly. chaos in it, it's all it's all in the grand scheme of things and no, you have but, to look at it in in perspective. But it's you know, it. big, big chaos is but, not big chaos. But the president big chaos was January sixth. That was big chaos. All right. Well, that was chaos too. That was and that more was, chaos. That was, that, was a, he, that was just a little bit of a protest. Oh it my didn't gosh. Amount to, oh it didn't amount to goodness. a firecracker and an atom bomb. It, 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 it didn't. didn't amount to anything. Oh and really? You, you, people use people that died. all the time. People to make die. Trump voters look like a bunch of yahoos. Well, those yahoos are going to jail now, aren't they? I mean, and well, the Supreme yeah, Court came out and said it no is rights. constitutional. They took away all their no, rights. No, they didn't. They lost their it's rights when they broke the Constitution. Listen. It's an example to me. Don't you support that terrible, terrible person, Trump. Don't you ever do that again. I didn't we're say being, that. We're being taught a lesson. But guess what? We don't, we don't get it. We know the truth that Trump was the best president. I'll keep saying it you in my lifetime, may not get it. forever. You may say that, and that's the freedom you experience here in the United States. Well, I, you I can say can, that, but I can disagree. I don't I, care I, if I couldn't sit down and drink <laughs> a cup of coffee with Trump. I don't care about that. I just care about America, how he ran it. Things were in order. But, Dan, you, can, you cannot possibly say that the January 6th insurrection, and that's what it was, was uh, nothing, that, nothing. That was a- that it was, was a, not nothing, Dad. It was that an was assault. That was a poor insurrection. It that was, was an assault. It was an assault in history. If that was an insurrection, it was an assault on our institutions, on our Congress, on the Senate of the United States. I think Donald Trump deserves some of the blame for it. I don't think he deserves all of the blame I for agree. it. I agree. Not but all, he deserves but some. some of the blame for it. And he he really these people need to go to jail for what they did. I'm sorry. No, don't worry. Wrong. They will. They're it's an example wrong. to me. Don't you ever, don't you ever support Trump again? And, and here's that's the, example. the message we're supposed to get. Here's the example I should say. You never go into our House of Congress and defecate in any build in any office. Yes. Hey, you never hey, go into wait. our House of Congress and 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 steal things. All right. How about when Kavanaugh was when they were trying to confirm him. You had protesters in that Capitol building, and the lib media never said one word about oh, it. Oh, were they beating they were people in their pro- with They had no cans? business in there. Let me that see. That was all Did right. people die? That was just fine. Okay, well, listen, Dan, we, we, we gave you... Did people run from their lives? I don't think so. Kavanaugh. Okay. But you let them come back in for Trump, and there's a whole... 
hullabaloo all over the country about it. He all could right. have stopped it. Listen, Dan, I'm sorry. We have to go. We have two other calls pending, and we gave you a little more time uh, than we anticipated. We have some emailers here. Uh, one of the emailers says, Peggy, you can call a turncoat on the Democrats. I called Manchin what he did, uh, what his constituents wanted him to do. And you should know that seeing that you ran in the government and you knew what your constituents wanted, you would do the same thing. I understand Manson's position and what he did. I do. I, I want you to to know that. And and I, I, I'm sorry it happened. And Dave on the Hill says, the mainstream media here is silent about the antivirus activity in Europe. Their big demonstrations are almost becoming riots in many cities. This is over the restrictions their governments are trying to impose on the people. It could happen here, too. You can see many videos on the Internet. You can see it happening on airplanes right now, too. Oh, yeah, well, bad, bad things on airplanes. Van, New everywhere. Columbia, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Well, you, you two people and the left that want to call January 6th an insurrection, you guys are living in some kind of delusion because if that was a true insurrection, those people down there would have been armed to the teeth and they would have taken the Capitol over and they would have overthrown our government. Many of them but were the armed. Thing of it is, the thing of it is, the reason it didn't happen is because the powers that be down there, Nancy Pelosi, who declined to have any National Guards there to guard the Capitol, she totally declined it because she knew that the right-wing people would not do anything to cause harm to other people. i got to stop you. Because Nancy Pelosi did not stop that. The Capitol Police said, no, we're okay. That's what they said. The woman, the, the, the head mayor, of the National Guard the of, said that you. she offered the help, and they said, said that. That, the, that the Capitol Police said, no, we're okay, and I believe they thought they were okay. But I, I no, no, you're not going to excuse that okay. as an, not an insurrection. Okay. It most Listen. certainly was an assault on our government. Most oh, certainly. And they you're... were armed. And people oh, died. My. And people where, where died. Were, where were all the arms of the people? Where, where, where was the mass shooting? Do you remember the Pulse shooting? The, the Pulse nightclub down in no, Florida? No, I don't. Not at all. You yeah. remember that? I do, remember yes. That? I remember it. 2016, I think it was, there was 49 people shot and killed, 50-some other people that were shot and wounded. Right. That was by one man that was armed. If this would have been an insurrection, lady, that place would have been a bloodbath. Wake up. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. Well, let's let, let's be fair about it, Van. I mean, I think the term insurrection may be a little strong. I use it simply because I think their intent that day was to disrupt functions of the United States government. And to me, when you disrupt the government uh, and you do it in an Ill illegal and unlawful manner, that is the definition of an insurrection, whether they were but, armed or unarmed. And honestly, Joe, what, Mr. What is, you know, what President out, Trump could have stopped wait it a, then. Wait a second, Peg. What, what, what Van? But what has come out is there was FBI agents that took part in that. There were plants down there, and that's come out. And I wish, I wish there would be a full investigation into this to have the truth come out. That lady that was shot down there, she was shot. She was unarmed, shot in the neck. But she was crawling no, through a window that had broken been broken. A to go through after the and she was going in somewhere where effort. she wasn't supposed to be. I mean, we we on the le on the right got very upset when that family out in uh, I think it was Ohio, uh, when people broke into their gated community, they got charged because they were had guns in front of their homes trying to protect themselves. We can't say that they were right and say that the guards or the, who were guarding the Capitol were wrong. If if you're going to defend something, if you have the right to defend property, you have the right to defend. Property. 
property. Then, then why why didn't they shoot the rest of them? Why was it just one lady that was shot? That you know, if it was a true insurrection, again, I'll go back to because this is the word the left is using: an insurrection. An insurrection. If it was a true insurrection, they would have had all kinds of weapons down there. The capital would have been a bloodbath. The government would have been overthrown. Well, as That's we learned, plain and simple. And, we're and learning. Listen, there were more and more weapons than we ever felt, had discovered at that time. There have been more and more weapons. And, and it, you know, weaponry, quite frankly, they were trying to take over the government. It was an attack. It, it was, was an attack. Not. Call listen, it what listen, you will. Listen, ladies, Call it you what come you to will. my house. You come to my house and try to overtake me without a gun. Why, I dare you. Why would I do that? I, dare I mean, realistically, and then I'll, I'll come on. A, do I have the right? Do I have the right? Listen, do I have the right to shoot you? If you're trying to crawl into uh, my I'm house, I'm not going to call some go go on Germanics with you. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it no, you're no ridiculous point. because it wasn't an insurrection. You guys want to say it was an insurrection? It's the biggest lie. What would you call it? What would you call it? What would you call it? Huh? What would you call it? What would I call it? Yeah. I would, would call it a protest. I would call it a protest that people were incited oh. by plants by the FBI to go ahead really? and enter into the building. Those, did you see the people inside the Capitol walking inside ropes? Walking, not running. Did you not see him trying smashing to things? Position, not not throwing the police Did in the ground. Did you see him smashing not, things and pushing people around? But I think that their intent, their intent was to disrupt the government, to disrupt the lawful counting of the ballots in the electoral college. Right? Hey, you're you gotta wake up and smell the coffee. I you know, do wake up and smell the Donald, coffee every morning, Donald but mine Trump, must be stronger. Donald Trump was a Donald Trump was and is a leader. He was a success in business. And Joe Biden is nothing not but a dinosaur, and he's not a leader. Joe Biden's not a leader. He can't even answer questions from the press. Mr. He Trump, not stand before makes me and it up my as he goes. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to talk about that. Okay. Listen, Van, I'm sorry. We have to move on. We have another call, and we have a break that we have to take. Uh, next caller, hang on. We'll be right back. Van, thank you so much for your call. Even though we disagree, we appreciate your calling in all the time. Thank you. Nice talking to you this morning. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Yes, we're back. Welcome back. back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Along with me is Peg Chamberlain. And on the Mark is Cindy from Shemokin Dam. Cindy, morning, you're on Cindy. the mark. Welcome Good morning. Boys. First, I have to say that mousetrap collection commercial is so funny. It, it, yesterday, my husband burst out laughing. He heard it for the first time. Well, that's good. Uh, and he just burst out laughing. It's a, it's remarkable how sometimes these commercials can evoke such 
imagery. I mean, you just see this in your mind. That's can't cool. You just see? That means so that's copy really people well did done. a good job, Cindy. Thank you. I know, but it's really well done. Sometimes, you know, it's not so much. But anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to say was this. What concerns me is that our government now seems to operate from a position of extremes. And in particular, this uh, is very troubling to me about the budget. It's not enough to propose a rational <clears throat> plan. Everybody seems to jump to the most absurd, over-the-moon, extreme kind of thing. It'd be like if you went to buy a car and they said, $100,000, take it or leave it. I mean, that's the kind of thing where nobody expects that you're going to spend $100,000. So why are we even beginning our negotiations with such extreme proposals? And I get part of it is they think, well, they'll whittle it down to the middle. Right. But the middle will be so much higher because they started in extremes. But that's not what's actually happening. What's actually happening is they get nowhere. They get, uh, uh, they provoke people. They cause ugly kinds of uh, arguments in our country. Um, They they encourage the kind of name-calling that we've digressed into in the last 10 years of oh, political we just discussion. talked about that. It's, it's disgusting, the name-calling. It, it, it takes it away from and the you don't get what process. You, want. Right. you know, <clears throat> when they were trying to pass Obamacare, they added a bill that had been a sweetheart of uh, that party, which was called the Class Act, which added another tax on working people that would save up money, supposedly, so that when you got too old and infirm to care for yourself, you could pay for a caregiver, which sounds like a lovely idea. But let's remember what's happened with Social Security. The government said, hey, we'll hold this money for you, (laughs) and we'll give it back to you with interest when you get old. But what has actually happened? They spend it all. They steal it. I mean, if a investment banker did this, they would go to prison. But the government takes this money and says, we're going to hold this for you. But in truth, they have spent it all. It can't earn interest because it no longer exists. They're using it. And and that feeds the monstrosity of this, you know, profligate spending. I was stunned to learn they they signed the new uh, military funding bill. I forget. It has a jazzy name, but stick with me, you know. It pays for all the military expenditures. Now, let's recall that in the last year or so, we've given (coughs) billions of dollars to Israel for its self-defense, billions of dollars to the Ukraine and equipment for their self-defense, on and on and on. Abandoned almost a billion dollars of equipment (coughs) in Afghanistan when we left. But they cut, they cut the pay to some of the everyday soldiers, the everyday military. Cut their pay in this bill. That is just outrageous. If we have money to leave weaponry on the ground in Afghanistan, then we should be paying these people. And the truth is, we shouldn't be so reckless about military equipment. I ask myself, why didn't they send that military equipment they didn't want to ship back to America to the Ukraine? Instead of giving the Ukraine a billion dollars to defend itself and abandon all of that military equipment to the rebels in Afghanistan. Makes you wonder if somebody didn't have that idea and suggested, doesn't it, Cindy? It seems like, why would you be the only one to think of that? I mean, really. I have uh, no idea. I, I, I have I'm no just, idea. I'm not but being I, a smart aleck. I'm, I'm serious. you think somebody would think of that. <laughs> I, I sat there going, what do you mean you're sending a billion dollars to and you abandon all? And I checked. 
So it was only 2,000 miles, which I know, only 2,000 miles, but it was a lot closer to send that equipment to the Ukraine than it was to ship it all the way back to the United States. I think we encourage reckless spending on the part of certain departments, including the military, and and then allow for them to just abandon that stuff, because of course they'll have to get new. No, they can't possibly live without that stuff. You know, I mean... Our government's spending is irresponsible, period. And they have the money to do all the things they wish to do. They need to reassign it. They need to take it from A and put it in B. That's what they need to do if they want these things, not add even more spending that is reckless and irresponsible. And, you know, you know there are billions of dollars of fraud now coming out in the PPP program and the other stimulus program. Billions, billions of dollars in fraud. That's our government. Out goes the money because, hey, you know, we can always just print up more. Fair enough. That's what we need to deal with, not attacking each other, but doing something about this, right. you know, Put your nose to the grindstone out here. of control. And get a okay. good idea. We need a good Thank idea. You. Thanks, Cindy. And Thanks, that was Cindy. A good Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate your call. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. One of our emailers says, congratulations on the mark. You've broken a long-standing tradition. In the past, Mark and Joe would listen to lies and let people speak. Today, Peggy interrupts anyone who lies. Congratulations <laughs> to Peggy, long live Peggy. But that doesn't exactly fit what the program is supposed to, to do. That. But We're you know what? It really annoys me, you know. I'm older now and I'm wiser, I think. <laughs> I like to think I am. And louder sometimes. <laughs> louder sometimes. Joe's moving his mind. Headset awake. Uh, then, then one of our other emailers says, Joe, the president can't repeal the tax cut to the rich. You know it takes the House of Representatives and the Senate to repeal a law. With the makeup of the current Congress compounded by the filibuster rule, that will never happen. There you go again, blurring the lines between your opinion and the facts and reality. I said the president could have pushed for it on day one. They're trying to get him now to use his executive powers to find some way to start spending these trillions of dollars he's not getting approved by Congress through the Build Back Better plan. You know, so if he can do that, he could have done something about this tax cut that he thought was benefiting the rich. But the simple fact is that it's actually not just benefiting the rich, it's benefiting average Americans, too. Oh, you were talking there. I thought you were still reading. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm answering the the uh, the comment. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, but I do think I do think that if President Biden was so appalled by that tax cut, he would have done something about it. On day one, he did something about immigration that has screwed us up royally. He has done something about uh, other things. He how many executive orders did he have? The one, you know, another thing I like that Trump did. Uh, that was for every new regulation you enact, you got to cancel two. I think that would be one way to downsize government. Well, we can't have it's not as easy as preschool. We can't do that. It's just not that easy. Why not? You know that. It's just not that easy. It is. If you can do it by executive order, if you can put something in by executive order, you can take it out. For example. But, you know, buy one, get one free or, you know, (laughs) two for for the price of BOGOs, you know. I I don't think that's a sound way to do it. But I do agree with what Cindy said. We need to go back and reassess this 
and honestly, politics get in the way for me anymore. They do. Well, you know, they, they really get in the way. But and you, you were agreeing with her, and she was basically say, giving you the same reasons that I gave you for the Build Back Better plan being wrong for well, this I'm country. Well, I'm on opinionated. I, I'm on an opinion program. Right, now. and you have, and your opinions <laughs> are why we ask you to come in here. <laughs> Whether we like them or not, we want to hear them. I'm, I'm, I'm wide open to good ideas. I'm wide open to a kinder, gentler America. I'm wide open to recognizing climate change. I'm wide open to finding solutions to COVID and not looking to place the blame all the time. I'm wide open to civil discourse. Just civil discourse would be How a How about uncivil start. discourse? Uncivil discourse <laughs> is just not our way of doing things. Okay, Joseph, you're on the mark from Milton. Good morning. Morning, Joe. Joseph? Hello, Emma. Hi, yes, you're yes, on yes. the air. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, thank you. Very good. Uh, I, yeah, I have a question for you, Peggy. I have to agree with you, Peg. Uh, I hope Dan and Van doesn't get angry with me, but uh, President Biden said uh, when he was running for president that any president, uh, well, President Trump was president at that time, that had so many deaths because of this coronavirus, he ought to resign. And so, do you think he should take his own uh, uh recommendations and resign oh i lost your way back with no so he many. did he did say that president, president trump Biden. should resign when uh the president trump should resign over the number of deaths from coronavirus, well, coronavirus. And he has more he, he has more deaths than president trump did yeah he does but now let me tell you we also have delta and the omicron and, and I, things and have Peggy, I have another Peg, i have another question for you sure uh how is it that President Biden is the most powerful man in the world. He is sitting in the office of the most powerful nation in the world, okay? Right. Well, not and necessarily when, these days, and yet, but okay. And I'm going to say, and yet, when he's giving a news conference, he, he says, I'm not allowed to answer questions. Who's telling him that he's not allowed to answer questions, that he has to go? Why would that be? I know President Trump. He answers all kinds of questions. He stand out in the tarmac and uh, talk okay. to the news uh, reporters all day. I'll address that for you if you don't mind. You know, I was. Pardon a news, me? I, I'll address that. I'll give you my answer. All right, if you don't mind. I was a news yeah. director or news person in radio for many, many, many years, and I deal with facts. So when I ask a question, I want an, I want a factual answer. And our previous president did not do that and our current president apparently is not answering questions so that he can give you factual information i like that <laughs> i like that no. i like he that if i don't know the answer not, i'll tell you not, i don't he doesn't know have the mental capacity to answer the questions and his foreign policy is a uh, is a disaster you know that no i in don't everybody has Come an entire how and long have we been in afghanistan yeah, what about the border how long what were we in afghanistan how long were we in afghanistan think about that you tell me that i'm, I'm asking you no. what about the border in afghanistan and everything else is going haywire in this nation because of his policies oh you know what climate change is out of control i've already told i mean i already recited before how i felt what my priorities were in this country well okay. i really do and, and honestly we're we're not at war and i'm happy about that 
Well, period. we're not at war, but I think in, in some respects we are at war from the standpoint of we're trying to come to grips with serious national problems that, that are being inundated by politics instead of by the desire to actually solve them. That's my problem, and I think the Democrats are as guilty of it as the Republicans, and the Republicans are as guilty Absolutely. of it as the Democrats. But until we get to the point where we say we want to seriously address the problems, we want to cut spending because that might be we're living way beyond our means. We've got a national debt. I can remember when George Geekus was in Congress, and George was a friend of mine. Rest his soul. The first time we, the first time we crossed a trillion dollars in debt during the Reagan administration, we were all appalled. Now what is it? Twenty-five, twenty-six trillion dollars in debt. You know, we've got to tighten our belt in this country. But the problem is, no politician ever won election by saying, "Folks, we got to sacrifice for the good of our country." There you go, Joe. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> okay, thank good, you. That was a very good answer, by the way. All right, Joseph. We'll give you the last word. We got two other calls pending. Go ahead, sir. Well, I'm, I just want to say too that when they impeached President Trump because of the uh, Ukrainian situation there uh, with the. Uh, Cylindra or whatever it was there, uh, quit pro quo. Well, they have President Biden on videotape that he, it's an obvious quit pro quo that he said they're not going to get the money unless they uh, acquiesce to what he wants, you know. And, uh, well, nothing happened there. The Democrats didn't do anything to him. Okay, fair enough. It seems Joseph. like they get, a, they get a free pass, you know what I mean? Well, nobody should get a free pass. I agree with you on that. Joseph, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free number. We have two calls pending, two lines open. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark this morning. Hey, Mike. Yeah, good, mor yeah, good morning, Peggy. Hey, I, I want to hear, uh, Joe asked you a question about uh, why doesn't Joe Biden, why does he say, I, I can't answer that or I'm not allowed to say that? I want to hear your answer again because that resulted in the best laugh of the day I had so far. And really, the only laugh, and I want to do it again. So go ahead, tell me. Why, uh, why I is, give one free laugh a day, buddy. You got it. not allowed to answer questions? <laughs> if he doesn't know the answer, I don't want him to answer the question. Period. That's simple. I don't want him to well, speculate. I don't want him to think, well, maybe. But I that's not what he says, I want though. A real that's, answer. That, that's not what he says. Uh, he can't answer <laughs> yeah. the question. If he said, I don't know, well, that would be okay. I'd have no problem with that. But, but he I doesn't can't say that. answer the question. You okay, ask me a so question, and anyway, I'll tell you if I can't that, answer you, you it. You didn't do it's quite the, the, the song and dance that I thought you were going to do, but nope. that was still funny. Now, here's what I want to say. You, you guys have been yakking about the. Uh, tax cuts for the rich and repeal the tax cuts for the rich. Well, in Build Back Better, there are tax cuts for the rich. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we take those tax cuts for the rich out of Build Back Better and start right there on whittling this down to size? That's a good suggestion. It is a good suggestion. There you go. And, and, and that is the problem. There's a lot of good suggestions, but Washington isn't in favor of good suggestions. There's going to have to be a whole lot more pain before they're willing to do anything that's productive. Now, I want to talk about inflation really quick. Okay. Now, you know, most people believe that inflation is caused by demand, more, de more demand than supply, which drives up price to lower the demand. And then the other thing, uh, Printing money causes inflation, in my mind, because when you keep flooding and creating extra dollars, that's going to lower the value of the dollars in circulation. Now, I have a question for you, because uh, I've only listened to you a few minutes, but it sounds like you tow the Democrat line pretty you know, tightly. 
right now we are allowing you know essentially millions of people into this country from all over the world yes we most are. who most who don't speak english those people need food they need water they need services they need medical care they need housing when they get here they need those things and that increases demand on those services and products which as we know increased demand causes prices to rise so how is how is allowing people into our country uh like they're doing right now on the southern border why why isn't that being talked about as a contributor to inflation when biden says he's doing everything he can to lower inflation you know like tapping the strategic oil reserves and uh, trying to talk it down well why doesn't he act to bring it down instead of talking interesting question it's deep it is, it's but really I, I think you'd have to figure out exactly how much the, the stress on those goods and services is produced by the illegal immigration we're seeing. You know, they're flying people around the country, apparently, to spread them out. That certainly is a cost to the taxpayers. You know, we're asked to—it seems to me that more than inflation, it's increasing our tax load, that eventually we're not going to be able to sustain all the stuff we're doing with the amount of money we have coming in. So at some point, that's got to break. Exactly, Joe. And then another question for Deb. Or no, is it Peggy? I'm sorry, it's Peggy. Okay. Another question for you. Uh, we we it, it's obvious that illegal aliens, but they're not called that anymore. They're called migrants, I guess. They're being flown around to various areas of the country. I want to know. I, I really let's talk about this. Who is in charge of deciding where they go? Who's in charge of planning the flights? Who's in charge of where they get relocated? I mean. Is Bloomsburg on the map for a relocation? I, I don't know. You know, I think... From I, the I, looks of things, it appears that way. But if we want to have a, a real open and honest government, why aren't they telling these, these, us these facts? I think we're all distracted by everything else, to be honest with you. That's, that's, I haven't heard anything about immigration in a long while. Have you? Well, no, but I, th well, I think that's because everybody wants to push it under the rug because it's not a strength. If, if Biden was touting his ability to solve the coronavirus, now he's saying it's not a federal solution, it's a state solution. Now, now, I guarantee you that's going to be walked back this afternoon. The naysayers, though, you know, even the naysayers aren't, aren't out there making it public. You know, I, I understand that we need to secure our borders. We got to take. We a, need to have a secure. We've border. got to take a break, and we have two other calls, Mike. So we'll give you the last word. Go ahead, sir. Well, the the last word is: there's too many people watching CNN and MSNBC, too many people watching Fox and Newsmax, and there's not enough honesty. Everybody's allowing themselves to be distracted, and too few people are asking and demanding answers. So Washington's not doing it. Hallelujah! Boy, I, can't say I, agree I disagree with you, with you either. I agree Thank with you much. You. Thank you, Mike. Happy New Year, buddy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We have two calls. Lance and Bob, hang on. You are next after the break. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Peg Chamberlain, and we invite you to give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. Lance, you've been waiting. You're on the mark. Morning, Lance. Oh, hey, hi there, everybody. Hey. Hi. Anyway, um, I just put things on the speakerphone, so. Okay. However I wait in the water. If the dog Why? barks or the cat meows, take it off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Birds chirping sometimes. I like Why? that. Yeah. But anyway, here, uh, I think Joe Biden is probably the most masterful politician that ever. He 
field award. And I'm finish that kidding. sentence. <laughs> and finish. <laughs> no, he is. Well, here it goes. Now, here he is. Uh, he's really um, champions jobs for the middle class, right? Mm-hmm. And rails against wealth, privilege, corporate greed. Do you agree with that? Yeah. That's his shtick. I, I wouldn't call it a shtick, but yeah, I, I think that's his stand. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. And yet, the same people who elected the legislators in his home state of Delaware and made it the absolute haven for corporations. Sure. Okay, to the point that there's more corporations in Delaware than people. Uh-huh, you're right. 989,948 last census. You're right. And just, I think, last month, one million corporations are headquartered there. Back in 1970, I worked for a gentleman called Franklin Curry. At that time, he was an attorney, and we helped set up corporations. And I can't tell you, how I had a direct line to Delaware. So I know yeah. that, I know what you're saying is true, and I completely understand it. Yeah. So, but yet he's been able to garner enough true believers to vote for him. Well, and that's Delaware. That's Delaware yeah. for you. They got to they gotta have something. There's so little. Let them have that. <laughs> yeah, but he's been able to convince the whole country, too. I mean, how Lance, the implication is that you believe that Joe Biden is responsible for that, but actually that was long before Biden started out in politics. Which was my point, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, but then the people that are already there see him as uh, someone they collect. And not only that, if you would... Listen to his impassioned speech to allow China into the World Trade Organization. My, he painted a rosy picture of lots of jobs for our products. And come on, <laughs> it was probably the most impassioned I heard. Really? Republicans didn't do that much. Well, I mean, this was just going to build our middle class. Might have been a good right day back. for him. You such an impassioned speech. I, you know, sometimes our heart is in it, and then sometimes it's not. And in, 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 well, that's all well, I have to say on that. You sure put on a good act if his heart wasn't in it. <laughs> okay. I mean, he should have got an Academy Award for that one. Well, I, I'm not suggesting it was in it. That's my point. You said. Okay. We'll give you okay. the last word, Lance. Hey, what else? Yeah, really, Lance. Well, all I'm saying is that he really has to be the uh, greatest politician that in recent history, anyway, fair able to do that. Hey, Lance, okay, fair I, enough. I just want to say that you have a great voice. Thank you, Lance. I'm sorry really? we have to... I, I wanted to say that. Okay. He sounds great. We have to take a break. We have two calls pending. Bob and Al, hang on. We're going to be with you right after we take our final break of the day. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Welcome back to On the Mark. Who was it? I said I was jealous. Oh, okay. All right, Bob, you are on the mark, sir. Good morning. Morning, Bob. Yeah, good morning. I hope you all had a nice Christmas. We did. Thank you. Hope you, you did, too. Yes. Good. Uh, best I could. But anyway, I was calling as far as the virus goes and the insurrection, you know, you got the haters, and you just can't fix stupid. <laughs> you can't fix stupid people. I, I mean, they're too I dumb to know the truth. I mean, I can walk outside with just a flagpole on my arm. That is a weapon if I use it on somebody. Yeah, and that would be considered a weapon if you went to court but for assault. That's the fact true. that you're holding something that could be a weapon is irrelevant if you don't do anything wrong with it. Right. If you right. Got, take a flagpole and you beat somebody over the head with it, as those people, some of them did in Washington, you Trash know, they cans. obviously pushed their way through. I mean, there's absolute video proof that their behavior was beyond uh, a, a, a protest. protest. Um, protest. I mean, was it was not, not a protest. It was, at the least, it was a riot, at the most, an insurrection. Exactly. That was my point. But like I said, you just can't fix stupid. And I wish everybody a happy new year. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank but, you very but much. I don't, th- I, don't think, yeah. I don't think people who believe it believe it was not serious are stupid. I mean, that is a – you can look at something uh, – I've been around too long to know that you can't look at – you and I can look at one thing and see it one way. Somebody else looks at it and sees it another exactly. way. Doesn't make me right and you wrong. Right. It just makes a difference of opinion. And that's what makes this country strong. I think that we can argue our differences of opinion. I may not like yours. You may not like mine, but we're entitled to our opinions. And I still like you, though. Well, In thank the end, you. I, I like still you, too. like you. I mean, I want you to know that. Well, thank Most you. of the time, if I have a difference of opinion with somebody and it's it gets to the argumentative level in the end i walk away liking and respecting them i may not agree or i'm i may who knows but well it's 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 important that we debate these issues which is what this program is to do al you're on the mark this morning morning al morning guys hey thanks for having me on again oh my pleasure where are you driving i'm not driving anywhere i park it when i come talk to you guys Uh, okay i'm glad to hear that it's very foggy out there today yeah, I'm watching it roll by. Okay. Um, I've spoken to you a long time ago, Peggy, and I, I, you know, I'm used by name Al on the radio. Okay. It's it's one of my names. Okay. And I know how you feel, buddy. I got a bunch of them too. <laughs> yeah, I can. You got connections. Uh, I heard something on Spacer last night on the news. If you want to call it news these nights, but it was on uh, the Spacer show around six o'clock okay and uh, he said four planes have landed in Wilkes-Barre Avoca airport full of uh, illegal aliens oh and they're the only ones that covered it and they tried to call our governor and and our uh, people around our state Newsmax did and they haven't had any reply yet wow uh, that's a pretty big news story. It's a pretty big and news story. Another big news story, and I think there's a lot of news to be had, and we miss a lot of it. And then you, some people hear one side, other people hear the other side, and uh, you're taking it as gospel, and it's really not. You it's just right. have to well, there are, there are two television stations in the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre market. There are actually three stations, but two of them are controlled by one entity. And I can't imagine that they wouldn't have reported on something like that if they could find out about it. They're hiding it. They're hiding a lot of these transports at night. Why would you do it on uh, Christmas Eve? Well, how, two of them on Christmas Eve. How can, you hide how, it? how can you hide it if somebody found out about it? Uh, well, they told everybody at the airport to keep their mouth shut, but somebody's leaking. 
So, but they're only leaking to Newsmax? With your job on the line and they say these people are coming in and we're going to go there, don't say anything about it or else you won't have a job. What do you do? Well, who knows the passenger list and and how would they know that they were? It was on the TV. Why don't you call those stations? This is a station. That's news. That's local news. Figure it out. Well, it is, but what if it's not true? Well, and that's happening. That's a big thing. Spencer, you know, that's uh, he worked for President Trump. And he's on Newsmax. He's out of prime time. You better find out if what he's pushing is true, because if it's not, we got to know. But if it if it is true, can't you imagine other outlets would have picked it up? Swarming. Wouldn't Fox have picked it up? I'm telling you, they're, they're hushing things up. We don't hear a lot of stuff. Who's um, hushing? Who's hushing stuff up? The, the people at the airport would have to, and the and the. How would they know? But if the, if they if somebody found out, I mean, how did this spacer guy find out? If everybody was told not to talk or not to say anything, and whoever leaked it to him, why didn't they leak it to other people if they wanted it well known? I mean, because you have to ask your. Nobody, yeah. He said before he gave this report, nobody else will put this on. Oh, okay. Well, that station. sure. If I, mean, I say TVs. He says, you won't hear this report anywhere else. Well, if, I, I, if I say to you, Al, you won't hear this anywhere else, Abbott and Costello are still alive and they're performing in New Jersey. Now, that doesn't make I, it I, right. I anywhere, but anyways. <laughs> that doesn't make it right. I mean, I could just say that. I could just tell you up, up front that nobody else is going to report this. He's saying it's 6 o'clock on TV to millions of people. We ought to figure out if Spacer's lying or not. I don't think it would be like a million, sir. Yeah, uh, I doubt that he's speaking to millions of people. I, I'm not saying it's true. I don't know. Actually, but, that's, I'm just, but yet you are repeating it. You know, it seems to me that I would want to find out if it were true before I repeated it. Just as just saying. It needs checked out. Okay, well. It looks like somebody did check it out, and our Mark Lawrence checked it out. What did he say? Uh, he sent me the news piece that came through. Oh, yeah, I see it here. Saying conservative, they wondered how their charter flights carrying minors in the care of immigration, in the care of ICE, landed oh. there. Minors. They were minors. minors. Okay, so they, they did land They reunited with their family, probably, for right. Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, we're almost out of time. So they were, they, they, this is true? He was telling the truth? He, well, it truly did happen. But they were minors. They were young children, children uh, under the age of 18. Well, I apparently suppose. somebody else is reporting it then, and then the fact it that it came it's from being Fox hit. 56. So I'll I'll source it. Okay. Well, Fox 56 would be part of the Fox network, right? Yeah. So, if they're, uh, you know, obviously Fox wasn't trying to cover it up in nope. any event. All right. Well, Peg, thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, tomorrow, Steve Kushaloff will be here with me. I'm Joe McGranahan. Thanks so much for listening to On the Mark and. WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Thank you.